Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Matt Eads. It is February the 26th, 2012. You are listening to the Manitank Cast. Joining me this fine evening, Mr. Eric Peterson. Hello. Hello. This, this is going to be the abridged version, right? Yes. The very okay. the, the Manitank Tired Cast is more like... <laughs> the tired cat. I think that's a pretty fair statement. You've been out of town for how long now? Uh, we left on Tuesday. Kev and I went to the mountains with some friends and just got back like an hour ago. I gotta, I gotta say, I that sounds tiring, but it sounds awfully convenient that that you left right, yeah, around the time of the site redesign. Yeah. Oh yeah, we, we were, uh, yeah, in mountains. Dude, you weren't in the mountains. You were just fucking dudes in a basement. Just fucking dudes in a... Whatever. So we're going to do a super <laughs> short show. Just me and Eric here. Uh, next week, we'll be back in full force. And uh, I'm working on some stuff for this show behind the scenes, which might... Stuffs. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. New segments? No. Oh. New ways to listen, what? though. New ways to possibly listen live. Like without your ears? It's gonna be printed out in Braille. You print out the it's the live Braille cast. The each one's tired Braille cast. Each one's gonna weigh twelve pounds. Yeah, and it's gonna take five miles of paper. Well, we've actually are working on a Braille version for your smartphones too. So look forward to that. Hey, let's uh, let's just do some emails and uh, and then go to sleep. <laughs> Not with each other. Yeah. Okay. Straight hetero. Yeah, straight hetero. Emails. We got some good ones. This yeah, we did. If you want to write in to the show, podcast at manatank.com is the email address. Drop us a line. John writes in, says, he says, Dear Kevin and other people, after watching the new expansive commercial for Mass Effect 3 that was made by Blur Studios. I was wondering what are your thoughts about trailers or commercials and how much of a factor are they when you buy video games? Does it mean anything to you when you see that it was made from all in-game footage? Thanks, you guys are the best. John from Maryland. So that one's only for Kevin? That is... Kevin, Would you, you want to field this one, Kev? Well, uh, I only play Final Fantasy... So I really <laughs> like the games with commercials. Dinner be dangling. G- <laughs> I could have lied. That doesn't G- sound star. like Kev. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the, actually reading this, the um, the thing that jumps into my mind is uh, all those. Did you ever see those World of Warcraft commercials? Those like CG. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what jumps to my mind. And, like, I think those are great ways to sell those games because they make the game look awesome. But as soon as you get the game and realize that it, it has nothing to do with that trailer that you saw, it's it's super disheartening. What about the Gears of War one? Remember the very first one they had with that Gary Jewels song? Oh, yeah. That was awesome. I, yeah, that was I, I'm not a huge Gears of War fan, but that was a cool commercial. Yeah, that, that wasn't in-game footage, but I... Th- uh, I want to say that that was made in engine. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. I just know that that commercial was awesome. But 
kind of answering that question though, I think that game or not that that game that that concept is single-handedly responsible for the massive success that was Final Fantasy VII. That and the fact that it's a fantastic game. But do you remember when that game came out? How many commercials they had for it? I no. I was a oh. glint in my daddy's eye. Oh, that's right. That's you not really true. Young. But I I was a, a lad. You were like yeah. You were probably like five or six. I was playing. I my, remember my Mario's playing my N sixty fours. You know, I think I was in. I was eleven. You were on your second marriage, out, right? I was at eleven. Yeah. Um, that's how they do it kids. in the south. It is. Um, that game came out in 97, I think. So I was 11 and, and I just remember sitting there happily playing my N64 and Super Nintendo. And I saw Cloud bust through the wall or jump out the window on his, on his motorcycle. And just thinking that the future of gaming is here. And I had to have that game and knowing that that was in-game graphics for me, that really pushed me towards that game. And, and I think since then, it's kind of unfortunate that commercials for games have kind of fallen off the grid you know you see a few here and there like they had a couple for final fantasy 13 but yeah the you know. bigger a lot of the the bigger but uh, i never like to use the term triple a but the the triple a games <clears throat> yeah. excuse me will get uh a lot of the times they'll get the tv coverage but even at that though i think what he i think he touches on a good point like if it's made with in-game graphics i think that goes a lot further than if you make it with cg yeah, I think like that. I think that'll speak to the hardcore gamer a lot more. Like someone who actually, I mean, if you just look at the average, I don't want to say the average gamer, but you just look at, I don't know, I'm just a dude. I'm a you know 18 to 25 year old male watching television, and I see this great commercial. I mean, I think the average person is gonna, it's gonna say in-game footage on it or something, and they're gonna go whatever. Like what? Is, yeah. They'd much rather see the cool CG, you know, million dollar spectacle. And be like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy that game because I can totally do that. Yeah, I suppose. Like, um, uh, the Old Republic was is a fantastic example of this, where they had a whole bunch of CG trailers, and I want to say that they had a TV spot as well. <clears throat> but, and I, I mean, it's sort of representative of the stuff that you can do in game, kind of. But at the same time. Like, it makes that game look way cooler than it is. Well, isn't that what most of advertising is, though, is let's yeah. take a product and make it look a hell of a lot cooler than it really is? Yeah, well, that's that's the whole point of it, right? So, I don't know. I love seeing in-game... I love seeing the little uh, in-game footage disclaimer on the bottom of TV spots. It doesn't happen very often anymore, but... I think, kind of touching on the last subject of that, though, is Halo 3 had those um, commercials when they came oh, out, yeah. kind of those little vignettes... I think yeah. the most touching video game commercial I've seen was that uh, that that old dude that was kind of recollecting from the final fight with Master Chief, and he's like, "Oh, you know, the we, um... we, in an upturned warthog, and Master Chief was was shooting, and yeah, with that that huge model, yeah. I wonder where that's on display. That one was fucking cool. They actually built that though. That that wasn't like none of that was CG. That was a real thing. That yeah, they had it on display model. at some famous museum for quite a while. Yeah, that was really good. I don't know, like, I I tend to know if I'm going to buy a game or not without seeing the spot on TV. I mean, being in games media, we know a lot about games before they come out. Yeah, but you got to think that not everybody's as tapped into the video gaming world as we are. So 
I can see how both sides of that coin would appeal because somebody who really likes games is going to want to see what is this game truly. But then you got to think there's hundreds of thousands of other people out there who are like, I just want to see the glitz and the glam, kind of like the people that go to a movie just to watch the CG. Yeah. You know, well, Transformers actually, is a prime example. That's kind of the reason why I played StarCraft 2 actually was just to get those. Like, I thought the campaign for that game was really bad and kind of it was fun gameplay wise, but I just, I think the story sort of fell apart. I but, think that um, game was just a touch on people's nostalgic heartstrings. Yeah, basically. But the whole yeah. reason I was playing through that, basically, at, at a point, I'm like, okay, I really don't care about the story. I don't care about the characters. The game, I'm not a big RTS fan. I, I'm not really into StarCraft. But what kept driving me was they do have really cool, like, four or five minute CG scenes in it. Oh, which, yeah. and, and Blizzard always does a fantastic job on their in-game CG stuff. Didn't they have um, TV spots for... Um... Metal Gear Solid 4. Uh, they did, yeah. And yeah. that that stuff was all in-game. Yeah. That is all... There's... As far as I know, I've never seen anything CG'd or, or done by Blur or anything like that. Metal Gear stuff has been all in-engine. All uh, in-game footage. Hmm. Yeah. Which I think is awesome. I, I mean, For that, me, it goes, it goes either way. I could, I could care less, as long as it's a good commercial. Yeah, sure. I don't, I don't like seeing just crappy... They used to have like those Mario Power Sports commercials that are like okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elliot writes in, says, uh, "Hey crew, I want to get either a SNES or N64 to play with my brother. There is a magic slash costume slash video game store in my town where I can get either for relatively cheap with two controllers and five games of choice. I was wondering which of those two consoles you liked best." Or is there another retro system I should look into and some of your favorite games from any of the consoles? I know the systems are pretty different with 3D and such, but I would still love to hear your opinions on them. By the way, love the new site layout. Woo! Much love, especially for Kevin. I think that's a that's kind of a loaded question. If he were just asking which one he should get for himself, I would definitely go Super Nintendo. But he put really? in there specifically he wants to get one to play with his brother and that would have to be the n64 for sure yeah i well you know i think that i don't know i i I had the super nintendo when it was brand new and same with the n64 so i have yeah really fond memories of both of those but i think now it would just be too big of a a gap to go back to playing 2d graphics and it depends that well and and a controller without a joystick like that is a thing unheard of now I guess it depends on the types of games, though, too. Like, I would play the SNES because it has a lot more single-player games that are incredible, like all the RPGs. You know, those old JRPGs, you can't find those anywhere else. Yeah. But then again, you know, the wonders of modern technology, you can get that stuff elsewhere. I don't know, though. I mean, there's there's a lot of great single-player stuff to do on the N64 still. Yeah, I suppose if you're looking for really good multiplayer stuff... N64 is where you gotta go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it just got just all that like Nintendo uh, first party stuff, Mario Kart, Super Smash Bros, Golden Eye. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was third party. That was rare. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the other one? Mario Party, Star Fox, pretty, pretty good. Star Fox, Star Fox is a really good single player one. That's got some good multiplayer to it. Really, I thought that multiplayer fucking sucks. If you have four people. Uh oh, I just unlocked an achievement on the sites. Nailed it. Which one? Uh I gotta go look at my achievement thing. I unlocked modification. Oh. Neat. 
Uh, we were talking about Nintendo. Yeah. I got, yeah, I got to go with N64. And plus, if you ever have like friends over, you plug in two more controllers. They're great. The thing to watch out for when you're buying your, if you, I assume you'll be buying used controllers because they're really hard to find new. Uh, test the sticks. If you hold it up straight and the stick leans over and touches the kind of the circle it's in, that controller is no good. Yeah, I would say if it leans at all, it's a piece of crap. Well, no, you'll, it'll get some lean. Like, they get a bit of wear and tear, and they can still, as long as it's kind of, as long as it'll spring back, if you pull it to an extreme and let go, that's good. But, I mean, I know that a lot of problems with N64 come well, from that. Um, have you ever taken one of those controllers apart? Yeah, I actually replaced all the sticks on uh, it's, my controllers. It's held together by a rubber band. Yep. You can Talk buy two if if you if you find that you get them and you just can't find good ones, you can get stick replacement kits on eBay for like five bucks, and it's wow. super super easy to do. Yeah, I never realized that as a kid, but looking back now, that was a cheap ass controller. Yeah, didn't even have a didn't even have rumble. Didn't PS one had? Uh, neither know, of PS2 the systems launched with rumble, shock, right? But I remember I was I was walking out of Sam's Club one day, and they had they they had this what the big Sam's Club. What's that? What is Sam's Club? Do you know you know what Walmart is, right? Yeah. Okay. Do you know what Costco is? Yeah. yeah. It's it's the Walmart equivalent of Costco. So you can buy like N sixty four controllers in bulk, and shove them in the garbage bags. In, it's in like the these day. are for twenty dollars a pound. Yeah. Yeah. They sell them by actually. I think they sold them by the ounce. Okay. Well, yeah. They were pretty light, so that would yeah. make more, that would make a little bit more sense. But I remember walking out of the line, and they had this big display up front for it said something like feel your game and it had the the playstation controller now with two sticks in the middle of it and <gasps> my mind was just instantly blown I'm like what the hell are those things how do i use them and i, I had to have one so i made my parents buy me one right then and there and i didn't have did any you throw game. a tantrum in well, the I, store I, I, that aside were there were there tears did you employ tears yes a little bit okay you can't be too proud sometimes i mean if you, you want that well, shock in the in the end i got the controller but i didn't have any games that used rumble uh so oh yeah n64 had the rumble pack yeah that that initially launched with Star Fox. Really? and when that came out i'm like i have to have this and Star Fox, i remember going to shopco and buying it you're probably gonna ask me what the hell shopco is that ah, whatever i've grown i don't i don't care anymore it's like target but okay it's like the uh it's like the safe way of staples yeah. Mix mix with KFC. <laughs> do you remember you can how much also get tacos? Do you remember how much N64 games were when they first came out? They I don't were think mad people... expensive. Were they were like 90 bucks, weren't they? Yes, I remember paying $70 for Starhawk back in the day and thinking I got a good deal. Yeah, I bought uh Mario 64 new for I think $85. And people are bitching now. Like think about that. That was 15 years ago, 85 bucks. Inflation, that's got to be well over yeah. 100. And those those batteries are gonna start start to die soon. Those games, well, I don't know about soon, but they will start to die eventually. Some of my NES cartridge batteries are going. Yeah, uh, I I'm trying to remember the last one that went. Dragon Quest or something? Dragon something? Oh, I, my I Zelda one finally went. That's a heartbreak. Yeah. Back on topic. What are we talking about? I don't remember. I don't even know. We're on Rumble <laughs> Packs somehow. Oh, we're talking about what system he should get. Get an N64. It's rad. All right. And if you haven't, I assume he's never played N64. 
like I think those classics like Zelda Ocarina of Time, Mario yes. 64, Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good oh, stuff. Donkey Kong Country 64. Yep. All that stuff still holds up, and those games are really, really good. Oh, Rogue Squadron. Oh, I'm going to have to get that out. I've got that sitting in my drawer. Yeah. Oh, so good. Nice. Next nice. question. Uh, I'll save this one for last. Davis writes in, says, Hey, Matt Swag and Kev and Eric. Uh, with having my birthday, Mass Effect 3's release date, an SAT, and an ACT all in the same week, I was wondering if you guys ever struggle with time management now, or when you were in school. God, yes. Do you? Oh, yeah. Struggle with it all the time? I know, I know Swagger's always, that's it. Oh, I can't play this game, because I don't have time. I gotta watch that biker drama with that guy. Are you talking about Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, that shows. I love that show. <laughs> that does, you're doing ah. some. You're doing some terrible impressions tonight. <laughs> I'm tired. Leave me alone. <laughs> okay, no swagger would be like more like I uh. <laughs> I j Fuck. That doesn't even work. I don't. I don't have time. I don't know his voices. That's as high as my voice goes. I don't. I don't know. It doesn't sound Asian enough. I don't have any time. <laughs> That's too Asian. Find the happy medium. Ah, uh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, well, it's, it's especially like I feel this question is, um, you know, I, we, I feel like we are the authority on this question. Yes. Because we're trying to do this whole games media thing, but we work full time jobs. I'm. I don't a school think a lot of people realize that that we don't do this for a living yeah this is like at where we're at right now this is just a we totally dig doing this so we do it because it's fun i mean we don't we don't make any money off any of this stuff we actually lose a bit of oh, money on yeah. a lot of this stuff well and i think our biggest investment is time like it's not just every sunday at noon to three for the podcast like throughout the week I mean, this way, last week is a prime example. From Thursday till last night at about 8 o'clock, I was working around the clock to get the site redesign ready with, with Dan, you know, and in there I was working 8, 10, hour, eight, ten hours of a, a work and just coming home and I've got a wife and family and just got to find ways to put things together and it just kind of sucks sometimes, but... Yeah, and in that same time frame, I was hammered, drunk, and sledding down mountains. <laughs> so it is a tough life. It is. Let me tell you. You see how the task delegation gets sorted here at Manatank? Yeah. Oh, coming. you guys are going to do something that requires a lot of work? I'm yeah, hey, I'm just on... going to go to the mountains. I hope that's okay. <laughs> I don't get reception. Yeah, but no, I didn't did get reception. You did send a Skype call from there. Yeah, a buddy had a laptop, and they actually had uh, internet in their house. Well, Jesus. Wired, wired internet, yeah. No, I think as a, I guess getting back to the question, in school, in high school, I, I don't know, I kind of struggled with time management, especially my senior year, because I was involved in so much, um, you know, it being senior year with school, and then I, don't say anything, I was in show choir, don't judge me. <clears throat> and then I was in cross country. 
And then I was what, in... Is that like skiing or like oh, running? Running, cross-country, distance oh, okay. running. And then I was in... motorcycling? Golf. Cross-country golfing? Yes, cross-country golfing. And then I was in drama. So I was in cross-country drama, in case you're wondering. It's where you act when you run. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like Forrest Gump type of prepare for roles. Yes. I see. So, um, yeah. I mean, especially like I find that, especially with the, I, trying to put my <laughs> thoughts into words. I'm really exhausted. Like we just had a 13 hour drive that I just got back from. Um, Prime example. You just got back from a 13 hour drive and here you are. Yeah. And here we are recording a show. Great. It's, I find that I've, I have a routine that I can sort of fall into. And even if I'm really busy, like I go to school from it's say eight till four and then I get home by five and then I do homework until seven and then I work on the site, be it writing or doing whatever until 11 and then I go to bed. But I find like, for example, if we get like a bunch of games come in that we have to review and all of a sudden I have to get home and just immediately start playing games because we have to get these reviews done. I find I just get so stressed, even though I'm just playing yeah. video games. But I want like, oh, to address so that. Weird. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because so many people, when I tell them what I do, they're like, oh my God, that sounds like an awesome job. When I was teaching, I told kids that I review games and, and occasionally get paid for it. Like, I want that job. Like, it's cool. I, I don't not like it, but it's kind of like being a game designer. If you ever delve into the world of an actual game designer, they say it's the worst job in the world to have because it's so stressful, high uh, high stress for meeting deadlines, and you know you just kind of get burned out on it. But like, there's a difference between playing a game to enjoy it and playing a game to review it. Yes, absolutely. That's that's sort of why sometimes we'll just buy games of our own accord like maybe we for example darkness 2 is a great example where i had every like i had no intention of reviewing that game i bought it and i played at my own pace and just had a great time and then you're like hey you should write a review for that game and it's sort of like uh, well i like i wasn't really paying attention to these things that i would maybe normally pay attention to yeah while i play it for review and like when you're playing a game for a review it is it's not it's, i don't want to make it sound like it's like super hard labor but it is definitely work well, I don't know about you, but I take notes. Like I just so jot do I, stuff actually, down. Yeah, yeah, I got a little notepad. It's it's very tedious, and you have to pay a lot more attention to things. And I take the stupidest notes when I play. Actually, it's like <laughs> super shorthand. I can't read mine when I'm done, so I'm usually like, "Well, fuck that. Here we go. Hope my memory's good." Like when I was doing uh, uh, Toy Soldiers Cold War last year for uh, oh, God XPLM, I was just writing stuff down like Panzer's cool. <laughs> You guys, animation funny. Yeah. Usually when I'm done reviewing a game, though, I'll I'll give it about a week and then I'll play through it again at my own pace. And I find that I still really enjoy it. So I find I never have time. I try and play almost everything, though. So, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I just checked my my game collection and it's it's getting absurd. And I look at some of those and go, you know, I never really got the chance to enjoy it. Yeah. It's you know, fun. I mean, doing I, this is super fun, but you really like you if if you're just a gamer and you're like, I like playing games, I like making money, it's not really going to be a well, good match. You'll very quickly realize that like okay, maybe this isn't quite. And I mean, we're not you know, the professional standard by any means. We I don't know. We I'm sure there there are people out there who do this and make a living and who can give you much better insights. So 
if it like is a prime example i got binary domain last thursday no friday and it comes out tuesday i have to have i have to have the game beaten and reviewed in four days that's not bad four days but throw the website redesign and yeah, life and a lot of the times we'll get the game because we're a lot smaller and we sort of have to push for our reviews we'll actually get the game like the day before yeah and then you're just like fuck now what <laughs> my night is shot but i don't mind it yeah i just bumped my mic so that'll sound great i think uh, we got completely off topic again. kind of a time management right time management we're talking about I think it comes down to multitasking. If you can multitask, you're golden in life. I th- I think you got to make time. Yeah. Because with like Swagger's, I was like, I don't have time. But I mean, you don't have time sometimes because, okay, you decided to just watch TV the whole night or you wanted to go bowling or something. Like if you are adamant about, for example, Mass Effect 3 was mentioned in the email, like you want to play Mass Effect 3 right when it comes out. You sort of got to make time, like do your school and stuff, do do life. Oh, yeah. But then as soon as it comes to like, Oh, I'm going to, I don't know, go with my friends or maybe I'll stay home and play Mass Effect. Like that, at that point, that is not time management. That's like you are deciding to do other things with your spare time. Yeah, I think I've gotten a lot more stuff done since I cut out TV. I don't, I haven't had TV since I got married. We we just wow. don't have it. That's a commitment. You know, we just I decided. I quit TV anytime I wanted, all right? I'm just living my life. I don't miss it time. at all. Like we watch, the, we get the, the bunny ears and those little local stations that come in but you know what i i find that i get a lot more done and the other thing i did was cut back my amount of sleep i think i get like five hours of sleep a night i can't do that that's fucked that's been my that's been my routine since middle school though like i go to bed at midnight one o'clock wake up at six oh you're crazy that's my day i gotta get to bed right now speaking of that so let's do this last question get out of here uh ogas writes in says i was wondering why games come out three days earlier in the u.s than the rest of the world thanks and i love you guys it's an interesting question guys yeah this was an interesting question i actually did a little bit a little bit of research before do they come out the same day for you as they do in america yes okay so you get all your new releases on tuesdays yes Okay, Tuesday so, is new release day. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people don't know that. I mean, if you're outside of America, new release day is Tuesday. And generally, I don't know. If, is it the same everywhere else it's Friday? Because I know the UK is Friday. Yeah, I, I, the UK is Friday. I don't know what I don't know about Japan. See, typically Japan will get a game like months in advance. Sometimes. if it's, I think that when that happens, I think that's a localization thing. Oh, where yeah. the game is finished in Japanese and, okay, now we have to translate it to... Uh, for America, it is English, French, and Spanish, mm-hmm. and for Europe, it's English, French. Do they still have Spanish, five Italian, different German? Do they still have five different regions, or is it just uh, PAL and TSC? Uh, that is, it's it's going it's all going down to NTSC right now. But that is more in regards to television picture quality. Oh, okay, because NTSC is is things like refresh rate. It's a thirty. Uh, frames per second, 60 hertz refresh rate, whereas PAL is 59. Oh, okay. I yeah, guess I'm that'll... thinking of region coding for DVDs. Yeah, and there is that on games, actually, too, with um, PS3s can... Those are region free. I'm, I'm trying to think how it works, because I know they're region free, but you still have to have it where you need those 
PAL settings on your game because mo a lot of Europe still uses that standard of oh yeah television. Because I remember when we were testing Dragon Age, uh, we had to test it in the standard like okay, 480i, 720i, 720p. I think that was where it topped out. Okay, and, but and we also had to test it for uh, PAL, which was. I can't even remember the top of my head. I think it was like 325i or something. Weird. Yeah, it was a lot of different resolutions. I actually... I had a lot of family members this year get up. DVDs that wouldn't play. And they, they ordered them off of... Um, oh, 486i. They ordered them off of Amazon for other family members for Christmas. And I looked at them and like, yeah, this is region two. It's not going to play here in America. Like, oh, I got ripped off. <sighs> So, what was yeah, the question so when, again? Uh, three days earlier in the U.S. than the rest of the world. Oh, okay. So, when there's big gaps like that, when there's, um, I, I would say anywhere, like, sometimes you get two-week gaps, like something will come up in the beginning of March and then something in the middle of March. I think that stuff is all localization related. Mm -hmm. And then the three-day thing, I think, is... I don't know why games come out on Tuesday. I don't know what... I think... I, I, is it is it a shipping thing? Like you can, it's receive the shipment Monday, have the game there for Tuesday because no one's there on Sunday. Is that? I think it's because people are more. I think I would think they're more prone to buy something spontaneously on a Tuesday or in the beginning of the week because it's like, boy, Monday sucked. Can't wait for Tuesday because something exciting is going to happen. Then what? Then Wednesday is hump day. Thursday is like one more day till Friday, and then Friday everyone's like, fuck this, I want to go out. Yeah. So I would personally, I'd hate it if games came out on Friday. Yeah, that would be that would. Well, I yeah, I can't even make words tonight. If uh, I think it would, you just get used to it. It would be like, okay, I'm gonna go to the pub, but on my way there, I'm gonna stop at EB Games and grab the new yeah. whatever Mass Effect. I guess I can't really relate because my whole life games have come out on Tuesday. It's like, all right, Tuesday's awesome. Here we go. Yeah, and it just kind of gets I mean, me through the rest of the week. I don't know what the re what the reason for that gap is where we get new games out on Tuesday and Europe gets them out on Friday, but that I think is the primary reason for the three day gap. It could be shipping, yeah, because if they're pressed here in America, they release here and. But at, yeah, that no, was, that, that was I don't know. I after being, I was a store manager at GameStop for a couple of years, and we got most of the games in well before release day. Like Halo Three, we had in three weeks in advance, two weeks in advance. Wow. So maybe I would imagine they try to narrow down that gap, like that uh, gap between when a store gets the game and when it releases to as small as possible, because then you don't get all the like, Oh, some idiot sold all these copies of modern warfare too. Yeah. Ahead of time. Damn it. Now our game leaked and everyone is playing it well there's a huge fine if a store breaks release date though um, yeah nintendo actually... actually says if you break street date x amount of times like you cannot get nintendo products anymore yeah well that's it, it kind of goes the same thing with reviews actually there is there can be hefty hefty fines for breaking embargo yes which is why we never will and yeah it's also a thing too where as soon as you break embargo once everyone's like whoa these guys break embargo so we're not going to give many games yeah Journalistic integrity, my friends. Yay, yay. So with that, we should touch on the site redesign just really quickly because it's a pretty big deal. So if you head over to Manitank, you might okay. notice that it looks a little different. Right, okay, hang on. Let me uh, 
Okay. Oh! <laughs> I'm kidding, alright? I knew what it looked like ahead of time. That is a good, that is good acting. Thank you. It, it may have passed in cross-country acting. But, uh, no, the site is completely redesigned. Dan and I have been slaving for the past four days getting this up and running. Um, we have completely integrated an on-site social media network where you can have an account. Everything is tied in. Because before we had Discus or Discuss, whatever you want to call it, then we had the oh, on-site registration system, and then we had something for the forum. So you had you used to have to have three different accounts for Manatank. Now everything's just streamlined down to one. You can completely customize what's on your profile. There's a friend system. There's an at mention system like Twitter. Um, we've got user groups where you can go on and create whatever group you want, join groups, um, interact with people, like their posts, share stuff. We've even uploaded uh, albums so you can share pictures. Um We've got, let's see, oh yeah, activity streams, and the biggest draw, achievements. It's got, it's got, it's got you guys. It's got achievements. It's got we got have some absolute achievement whores on the site so far. If you pop on and you hit the network button and go to achievements, if you're new, it's probably only going to show like maybe four or five achievements. Don't let that fool you. There are literally hundreds of achievements and we're going to be adding more every day week month whatever some of them are events where if you log on to the site so many times or you leave so many comments or you friend somebody or you add something to a certain group or you join a group whatever some of them are hidden and they're awards where if you're being a dick and you're trolling somebody we're going to give you an achievement for that but you actually lose points for it so there's positive achievements there's negative achievements and there's achievements for anything I just unlocked two achievements. What'd you get? Uh, I joined the Mantic fan group and got... Let me check now. Uh, I got the iHeart Mantic achievement for 10 points, I believe. And I just unlocked the Achievement Hunter achievement for getting five and achievements. And if you, if you do something totally awesome and we feel that you need an achievement for that, we'll make you one. We had... The Matt uh, Eads coveted nailed it award is totally up for grabs right now. So yes, um, we've got that one. That is that one is big points. Let me tell you. Yes, there is some very very funny ones on there. Dan and I have been putting our collective head together to make some of these, like the spin my nipples and send me to Alaska achievement. <laughs> oh you, oh you are the essence of just too muchery. Yeah, I know. But uh yeah, check it out. There's a lot going on. It's 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 pretty sweet. We got some new writers on board. Um, yes. Mr. Jorge, George Jorge. Dennison is gonna be is it Jorge? No, he's British. I don't Jorge, think the British Jorge, say Jorge. Denison. Denison. Coming on tomorrow. Um yes, he's gonna be coming on board. He's gonna be doing some news. Features. Features, possibly reviews. Um, we have Jess Clarkson is back. Yes. Some of you may remember Lovely. her from... Voluptuous Jess Clarkson. <laughs> Vol- <laughs> yes. You may remember her from the early days of Manitank. Uh, she had to take a sabbatical because she is teaching. And she's actually going to be undergoing some surgery next week. So she's going to be back in full force. She's been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Breast um, implants. They are. They're oh. taking. Yeah, she's going to like 
quadruple D's. <gasps> yeah. She's going to be disrespectful. F- they're going to be her life preservers. She's actually a boat captain. As well as a teacher. Yeah. She's a teacher of boat captains. Um, then we've got one of my good friends from back in the day, Ben Schrader, is going to be coming on doing some PlayStation Vita stuff for us since we're all too poor. Old just, Benny S. Yeah. He decided to buy himself a Vita. And he's going to do some stuff. Great. For, for us on the site. Can't wait. Yeah. Big week. Um, the other thing to expect, we are... I think we can let the cat let, let the cat out of the bag on this one a little bit. I know we alluded to it. We're going to be making a change to some of the content that's on Manatank. I know before we were mainly just a news site, which is good. But there's so many other people out there that report news. We want to kind of establish ourselves away from that. Um, we're still going to be doing news, but we're also going to be really pushing features and a lot of things you're going to start to see is more video content. Hopefully. Yes, from, you from will. Us. I'll be working on that profusely, profanely in the next yeah, as the media the editor. coming weeks as we sort of get everything balancing out. Oh, the other thing too, one last thing. Um, we do know there are some bugs on the site. Um, those are being worked out but if you scroll down to the bottom there is a spot where you can actually report bugs it comes directly to me i will address it and we will get it taken care of pops out there's a a vacuum tube above your bed and spits out one of those little capsules yes inside directly to my toilet yes correct we also have a new logo did you see that i did what'd you think i i like it you like it it's quite nice. It's a bit more futuristic. Yes. I like it. So that's the new mana tank in a nutshell. Great. Let's uh let's wrap this up. Thanks for everyone who wrote in podcast at manatank.com. The address you want to answer questions. We'll be back on Sunday full strength with the uh, latest batch of game of goodness. It's KFC staple Safeways. Shopco's. Yeah. Brought to you by Shopco. See you guys next week. Or later this week.